0: This is a regular intro. Regular. To a regular podcast. What?
1: Podcast.
0: Where we. What's your podcast? This is
2: not a regular podcast.
0: We talk about. Real estate.
1: Woo! Real estate. (laughs)
0: Real
3: estate.
2: Welcome to Make Believe Realtors.
3: Hello, everyone, and, and welcome. Welcome to Make Believe. Hello,
0: property owners.
3: <laughs> to Make Believe Heroes, <laughs> an actual play, Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. My name is Paul. I'm your dungeon master, and uh, our recording setup <laughs> got thrown into a little bit of a loopity doo. Loopy uh, Tonight, and so. We are, as you might can tell, I mean, based on who you don't hear right now, there's a few of our friends who aren't with us tonight. They, they weren't able to join us tonight, unfortunately. So because of that, um, we're having to split up sort of like the, uh, you know, the thing. That's just the, the stuff.
1: theme of this season, Paul. You split well, there's the party been a lot you're right. you know what? times.
3: You know what?
2: There's been a lot.
3: You know what? You're right. But it's okay. Do you know what? Okay. You, know what? Do you know what? Hey, you know what? You're right. But anyway,
0: anyway. I don't care that you broke your elbow. (laughs) Don't make me say it.
3: What's wrong with you? Don't make
1: me say
3: it. Uh, So because of that, we're just we're gonna do an intro without them. You know, because you snooze and you're a loser.
1: Because we don't care.
3: Uh, Tonight, I'm joined by some friends of mine. Who's with me tonight? I'm Jeffrey.
0: Hmm. And I play. Who do I play, Paul? (laughs) Sir. Sir Vince. You remember that guy? Off to wall.
1: Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play. Professor Margaret Cavender Mar-
2: also known as Meg. Margaret. Schmeg. Sh- Sh- Schmeg. I am Zach, and I am back at my rightful places. Last, and I play Chris.
1: <laughs> there he is. There he is. Uh, salty it just still, feels right, don't it? Salty
2: about it. That, it it feels right. Yeah. Feels <laughs> not right. having to listen to my brother's voice after me. <laughs>
3: Um, we've got some dungeons and some dragons to get to tonight, um, but don't worry. All the people who aren't aren't here for the intro, they will probably be. I they think, won't. depending on how things work out, they'll be in this episode for you to listen to. Uh, so they'll you'll, you'll they're just right around the river bend, as Pocahontas once said. But before we get to the Dungeons & Dragons, a couple things. First, if you love us, go to patreon.com slash Heroes and support us. We've recently had some new patrons. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're awesome. Uh, awesome. Had some really cool music sent to me by a patron the other day.
1: Oh, boy. You'll probably
3: be hearing that in one of these episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah specifically <laughs> uh, some cool fan art coming from some uh, some fans yeah, and, and bro. just just your support you know uh, we thank you for loving us and if you go to patreon.com slash <laughs> uh, me believe and support us at even e- believe that can you believe it even the one dollar tier
0: can you believe in
1: it as if whatever. one
3: dollar a month or I think they have annual plans now so you could do like ten dollars for a whole year Holy. for even one dollar a month we will give you a shout out lime on the show just like Isaiah Minton. Woo! Hey! hey! Isaiah.
1: Woo!
3: Isaiah. Minton. Thank you, Isaiah, for your grand support mm-hmm. or Izzy Mint on the Discord. Yo. You, you're what keeps us going, you know? When we lay our heads down to sleep at night, it's the thoughts of your support that 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 keeps us going. Uh another way you can support us, um, Go on to iTunes, iTunes Apple, uh, Apple podcasts. Give mm-hmm. us a five-star review. And if you do, we press the button. We'll read it live on the show. Just like Ooh, this wait. review from Murray's Ring that bell. Murray's Forever. And I believe this is, yeah, this is from Australia.
1: Australia.
3: Murray's Forever. Uh, this review is entitled The Best with exclamations before and after.
0: The,
1: the Beast.
3: Five-star review.
0: It's
1: a beast.
3: The beast. I'm a child.
1: <laughs> who, who just got
3: into D&D and this is so good. Thank you so much for giving me a bundle of light in a dark storm.
1: Aww, that's wow. so cute. Oh, no. Wow. Awesome.
3: Thank you, child. It's deep.
1: You got me. Uh, thank with you. So the, I much. am a child. Thank you,
2: child. I didn't say it. Murray's forever said it. Murray's know, forever said I'm a child,
3: but you, you know, that we're glad we could be a little light uh in this dark world. Yeah. Murray's forever. I'm not Uh we're going to do one more. This one comes from Uh, Scooby-Doo. Okay. Minicosia. Minicosia. Minicosia.
2: Um,
3: I think that's how you would say that. M-E-N-I-C-O-S-I-A. And it's entitled Terrific! Five stars. And uh, it is a blank review. Is it really? just a period in the body. Oh, no. So, um, Jeffrey, tell us. What did Minicosia... Tell us
1: how awesome your characters are.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What did Minicosia have to say?
0: Minicosia says, The title of this review is... Best podcast ever. Mm. The best characters in this podcast. <laughs> oh, God.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's in hear
0: it. this podcast are mm-hmm. Servants Off the Wall. Okay. Yeah. Cure, the People's Champion. Uh-huh. And Joseph Stormbrite. Uh-huh. And Fun Guy. Fun Gus. He's okay.
2: Gus. more just interested to see if he can remember them all.
1: Yeah, or name yeah. all your characters. Who else did
0: I put? I don't know. All those characters are the best. Mm. And all of them single one. The worst is Lord <laughs> Darkbolt. Oh, I thought he. Was. I really thought he was okay. about to attack Or just anybody else. Okay.
1: Or just everyone. Okay, there also. we
0: are.
3: Is that the yes at the end of the review?
0: Thank you for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye. buy our houses.
3: Thank you for listening. Uh all buy right. our houses on Make Believe Real Estate. Thanks so much, Minicosia. Um hope that was everything. That we you use real of.
1: trees from Monumi.
3: Let's roll a giant Blue D twenty. No, I'm good. Thanks so. You roll it. It was a four.
1: Wow. Four.
3: Let's talk about what happened last time on Some Make Believe Heroes. One piece. Last time. Well, a lot of things have been going on. A okay? lot of things have been happening. Uh, in the last number of episodes, the crew has been separated mm-hmm. by both time and space.
4: Wibbly wobbly. Uh,
3: Meg has been hard at work trying to get things going on the, uh, the, the device that they're building. While Chris had to take a little detour yep. with a good friend of his to go and procure one of those rune stones, the level three rune stones. Uh, they did that. He's back. Guy and Sir Vance are in Venthaven trying to find the lovely Mrs. Dartbolt because Vance wants to uh, finish, he is hoping to finish his path to redemption and they are there at the Springtide Fate, the big festival where the College of Venthaven shows off all their projects and all these things are going on as they prepare for a grand dinner. Uh, everyone is putting on their best livery and going to head toward the ballroom at the Elder Conclave. Meanwhile, Joseph and his friends, Blaze, Kellen and Charlie, Brackle, are aboard the Kareen, which is being towed behind the Fanta Sea. The shade is slumbering. Brackle is dealing with his shadow that is becoming increasingly more and more of a problem. It even lashed out and bit Kellen or something. Uh, Amber was able to get a look at more of the markings on The skin of the strange woman being held in the lower decks. Uh, And the journey has been difficult, but it seems like we may finally be drawing in on a long-awaited reunion. Chris, back in Venthaven. Sleeping. uh, You know that you are going to be uh, going to the grand dinner in just a moment. Do you go get ready? no where do you go get ready
2: (laughs) um uh I go to Meg's house
3: okay tell me what Chris is wearing as as he prepares for the ball the the grand dinner his best livery
0: what are you wearing Chris uh Khakis, (laughs) Khakis, Christmas
1: <laughs> khakis. He's
3: got on some khakis. What else? In a red what's polo. His, his... Um,
2: red no, polo. I'm I'm probably wearing the same outfit that I did to the ball in season four. Which uh. you know, actually, that doesn't sound like a good idea because that went poorly. Yeah, it
3: did go poorly.
2: <laughs> uh, um, no, I'm probably dressed the same. Okay, which is. Oh crap! Don't put me on the spot. Yeah, I don't
3: have a clue, man. I don't Shorts? Know.
2: Wasn't it just a yeah. like black tux, white shirt? Cool. With the rocks all over the jacket. Oh, yeah. Okay. The different colored stones. I think okay. that's what
3: it was. Well, if it, Whether it was or not, we can say that's what it is. He's
2: got some rocks in his socks. Yeah. And instead, I'm actually going to use disguise self to put that illusion on myself. That way, I still have all of my gear. Okay. Instead of taking that off, so I'm prepared. Okay. What
3: about Cervantes? Cervantes, you and Guy head back to the, you know, the small apartment home type thing you guys are staying in right now. And you get dressed up. Guy puts on a nice new set of wizard robes. The first ones, um, it's the first time he's worn them. They are light blue. Oh, my
1: gosh. Is with... he wearing what Lorik
3: would wear? No, not, no, it's not exactly what Lorik would wear. Okay. But, I mean, it, it is a very similar color. The color is very similar, but the robes themselves look different. They have, like, white trimmings and a, uh, a, a, a like, silver belt that goes around it. Uh, they're, they're dress robes. They're more fitted than your casual your typical like traveling wizard's robes. Um, but he gets dressed and is, is set up. What is a uh, how does he dress himself up?
0: Servant is wearing Yes some fancy clothes. Okay. He wears some blue pants mm-hmm. with boots with a white button shirt and a white oh. cape.
3: A tuft of, of chest hair poofing out
0: Yep. And a golden pendant on the lapel or whatever of the cape of Paler.
3: Oh, beautiful.
1: beautiful. Oh, my gosh.
3: Does he have a blue, white sword hilt on his waist? He does. Wow, that's uh, Looking snazzy. You, uh, dressing to impress, I guess, huh? I suppose. You think these robes will be fine? I mean,
0: you look very wizardy. Oh, good.
3: Good. That's, uh,. Uh, that's what I was going for. Um, were we were we supposed to meet Miss Cavendish? Uh, like, did she say where? Should we just go to the? It's at the. It's at the. The like where the Elder Conclave is, right? It's like in that building. I'm nervous. Are you nervous? Why am I so nervous?
0: I don't know. Why are you nervous?
3: Well, she's probably going to
0: be there. Who's going to be there?
3: He. The guy looks at you, like, you know. I mean. Lark's mom is probably going to be there.
0: I know uh, that was a joke.
3: Yeah, well, well if you, l- let's go. I've got your, I've got your back. So I don't know what's going to happen.
0: And I've got your front.
3: Well, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably, we should probably go. Yes, we should. <sighs> okay. Um, Guy goes over, steps out the door, and you all step out into the evening. It's just around dusk. Uh, it's, you know, it's a night, and e- a late evening party. I mean, it's it's spring, so it's getting dark. It's not super late; it's not like summer late, uh, but you know, pretty. It's not as early as you know. It's getting into those later evenings now, where the sun stays out a little longer, and you all are. Uh, traveling through the streets and as you're walking through uh, and the sun is dipping down over the hills on the horizon, the bright blue lights the lanterns all around Bent Haven come to life the city glows with that blue light uh, there are fireflies dancing in the sky uh, matching the same color of that that power, that arcane power that flows up through the streets Chris Uh, Also, making your way... Making
2: my way downtown.
3: Downtown, literally this time, toward the center of... Walking Walking fast. Passing through the streets that cut through the... College of Magic. Finally, you come upon the tall, beautiful, pearl-white building of the Elder Conclave. The tone of the tall flutes sing uh, as you're making your way toward the marble steps. You all come walking up the steps. Chris... I'll say that you get there first. Um, you see Margaret standing up uh, at the top of the steps near the entry, the, the large open door. Uh, and there is a lot of activity. The place is actually shining with this glowing light. And it's not just the blue light of the lanterns. But also now there is a, there's like a multicolored light that, that illuminates the flutes going up. The orange, red, blue, the Roy G. Biv, you know what I'm saying? The, the different colors Rainbow. on the spectrum. You come up the steps and you see Chris standing at the top, an elf, two elves actually. One, you see a gentleman standing there, his hair, longish hair, is pulled back in a a tight ponytail. He is wearing sleek dress robes, but they don't go down past his knees. It's actually, it's sort of like a mix between a wizard's robe and a tunic. He has draped across his back, or like, I guess you could say like hooked to a little strap, a leather strap going across his chest. There is a, a flute that is hanging on his back. He is robes are black, but they are trimmed with silver, and they have these large buttons going down the middle. And he is wearing uh, similar, but not as shiny, silver gray pants. Standing next to him is another elf. What do we see?
1: You see, Margaret, Professor Margaret Cavendish, standing there. She's wearing very elegant. It's
3: hmm. elegant. It
1: kinda. Like a robe, how they go on her, uh, go on the arms, like they're like hanging down in the robe. Help help me with the, h- how do you... Flared? Like, you know where their robes, yeah, like, like flares down like that, but like hers is actually, it's a dress. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. The sleeves flare out. And
1: it's very elegant, and she's like wearing them. like a uh, thing around like her hair. Yeah, like a circlet. Is around. it like a
2: metal
3: one, or is it like...
1: It's like a metal one. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah.
3: Like a silver or gold or
1: silver and her outfit matches the black and the silvery color okay it's beautiful of the other elf
3: chris you see margaret sitting there with your friend halifel
1: oh it's halifel
3: they are deep in conversation
2: i mean i guess i would just walk up beside them and wait till they're done
3: oh well, you mean you guys see them no
2: nah, i'm kidding i'm chris <laughs> i walk up and i'm like hey oh chris welcome it's good to see you again how was your journey
1: I'm glad that you could get ready in time for the dinner. You look, you look spectacular. Chris.
3: Spectacular,
2: yes. I believe the word you're looking for is magical, because these are not my clothes.
3: <laughs> are you? Oh, you're using a disguise cell, aren't you, Chris?
2: <laughs> yes. Last time I was at a ball, it did not go very well, so I came prepared. Mm.
3: Ah, well, of course, I brought my implement as well. He says, motioning to the flute hanging on his back. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, well, I do hope there aren't any wards active. No, Chris, quick question. Oh, Well, you said you came prepared, so you are, you are clothed.
2: Of, of course I'm clothed. <laughs> well,
3: I'm just saying, it would be, be a shame if, you know, something were to happen. The spell were to be dispelled, and you were to be standing there.
1: I think that would be a first at one of these.
3: Unclothed. It would. Well, I've been to a number of balls, and I must say I've seen some interesting things, but save that for another time. Um, Chris, how was your journey? Did did everything fare well? Were you able to... Uh, oh, well, of uh, course, Margaret has, has already told me that she has the stone, right? You've, you've had it brought to the shop.
1: Yeah. He th- did exactly what he said he would do.
2: I'm glad. I always deliver, and I only had to beat up one of my acquaintances for it. Oh? It's a, it's a long story. The Unchained got to him. We had to fight him. Oh, dear. Um, once we beat him up, he was wearing this weird necklace thing, and I just start pouring out all the details. Oh, the well,
3: Wow. Perhaps we should go inside. There's food. We could talk over dinner, or or wait. Or was there someone else you were waiting for, Mom?
1: Uh, yes, I'm. I'm waiting for a few more.
3: Sir Vance, you guys are coming up the steps about that time?
1: Sir Vance, off the wall. Ah, uh, hello. And Guy.
3: Oh, um, this is
1: one of my students, Halifel. Uh,
3: uh, nice to meet you. Uh guy and he extends a hand toward guy and guy shakes his hand um <clears throat> yeah uh, uh nice nice to meet you and you
0: um Sir Vance, was it mm-hmm. he extends a hand towards you i shake his hand firmly
3: yeah he gives you a good firm grip handshake he squeezes your hand a little bit
0: i squeeze more
3: let's roll for it let's see who rolls let's see who squeezes harder.
0: what am i rolling strength strength
2: can i participate
3: no oh. It's a
2: three-way handshake. That like
0: cow. Chris just
2: grabs their leg and starts squeezing.
1: <laughs> he grabs his ankle.
0: 11. I got a four. With no adding a- Adding <laughs> anything.
3: You have a plus five. 16. So that would make it a 16. He actually got you. Wow. He rolled a 17 on the die. I don't think he has any bonus. Wowzer. Uh, it's not like he hurts your hand or anything, but he he, ma- he meets you. You guys are really close. And, you know, It's a good, tight handshake in it? Mm. it. Borderlines on aggressive by the times you both let go. And he says, uh, sir, is that a title? Or are, you f- are you a knight? Or I see you've got the symbol of Palor on your lapel. I assume you'd be a paladin.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
3: And how do you and Margaret know one another, he says. And he, he places an arm or a hand gently on Margaret's elbow. Oh. It's kind of like a little quick passing caress.
1: Oh, this is, he came with, um, Guy.
3: With me, Guy says, raising <laughs> a hand.
1: And I thought it would be a great idea to bring him along to this dinner. He is a very important man, and I think that it would, you know. Of
3: course, of course, of course. Well, shall we continue on? I believe it's time for things to get started. There are many hors d'oeuvres and such being passed around, and um, yes. Would you all like to go inside?
0: Yes, let's. Of course, yes.
3: He motions for all of you to go in past him. fantasy sends out a message, Amber, to each of you. Land ho! Oh, I think we are finally close. But I, I should warn you all, there, there seems to be a strange kind of like a well, just look ahead. There, there, there's some kind of smoke or fog or, or mist or something over the water.
0: Smoke a mist? On the water.
3: So quickly, quickly, where is everyone?
0: I'm with the shade.
3: Okay. What about uh, Joseph?
0: We were just talking to that guy.
3: No, some time has passed. Oh. The guy went and got food, and you were going to like help, use your wind powers to drive the ship. When the last. Oh. So you've yeah. been doing that. You've done that for most of the day. It's dusk. The sun is setting uh, behind Vent Haven.
5: I am down in the in the ship with the lady. I'm taking my turn.
3: Okay, keeping watch over the woman still. Understood. Well you all hear the message. The message goes out to everyone. Uh, Brackle, are
4: you still on top deck? I am still on the top deck.
3: Okay. Jeffrey. Yeah. What does it cost Joseph to use his wind controlling abilities? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. I'll go I'll go check that out real quick. So just in case if you haven't, go ahead and do a, a long rest. Make sure you're long rested if you haven't. And looks like Kellen needs to long rest. Everybody else I think probably is okay. Linnaeus, a year long rested already, looks like. Um, Alan. Me. I need Brackle to make me a constitution saving throw.
4: Oh. Uh let's see. Retro. I rolled a seventeen plus two. Nineteen.
3: Okay, I need another one. Another. And I'm just gonna tell you. Two? Yeah, two of them. These are over the last the last twenty four hours.
4: I rolled a nine plus two and it's eleven.
3: Actually, when I said the sword of the last 24, that was actually with uh, advantage. I was giving you advantage. Oh. Because you have been in the sunlight, and you got um, your highest one was a 17 plus 2, 19?
4: Yes. So that was advantage. That wasn't like two... Yeah, no. Yeah. Two rolls, separate... Or two different saves.
3: It wasn't two failures. It was only one failure. What? You are not feeling
4: well. So I would have had to get a 20 to pass?
3: The DC was a 20.
4: Why would you do that
3: to me? The DC has been climbing every day.
4: Oh, poop. What about the marvel?
3: Today it was a 20. Um, You don't feel well. Uh, You've been trying to catch up on your rest, and and you have a long rest. Like, you are fully healed and everything. But, Brackle, you are exhausted.
4: Does that mean I have a level of exhaustion?
3: That means you have one level of exhaustion right now.
4: I just gained a level, guys. You just gained
3: a level. Of exhaustion.
4: I wonder who it's from.
3: One level it gives you disadvantages on ability checks. Yes. Uh, You all see ahead of you a great fog and mist settled over the banks, and um, Amber has brought the ships uh, almost to a complete halt. You all have stopped on the edge, because it's not just misty or foggy. There is almost like a cloud of fog settled over the city. Oh. And over the docks, over the Star Pier, where you will be hoping to dock.
4: I need to see a dock.
3: You've all... I'm going to assume that after getting the message, you're all out there now, like Caleb. Yes. Kellen and everyone.
6: Blaze is, like, standing near the door of the shade, but he's out. Yeah.
3: Okay. And Joseph, you out there, too?
0: Joseph is turning the ship the opposite direction.
3: Joseph, your ship is broken. You're on the Kareem. <laughs> Darn it. You're being towed by the other ship. <laughs>
4: Is this the Abdul-Jabbar?
3: As you all come out, though, Amber has crossed over onto the Kareem to speak with the two of you. Uh, Well, specifically with Joseph, but uh, you, Blaze, are standing there. And Kellen, if you come up. Brackle, I'm assuming you're still sitting over to the side, or...
4: I'm slumped. Yeah, I'm
5: eating breakfast in the hole.
3: It is, like, 7.30 p.m.
5: Perfect. Perfect time for breakfast.
3: It's dusk, not dawn. (laughs) Um... Uh, uh, this is not normal. I'm a little concerned. Um, Blaze, you uh, do you do you recognize anything about this mist? Can you see anything? Sense anything?
6: I uh, I'd like to do a wisdom check to see if I do.
3: Well, this wouldn't be a wisdom. Uh, this would be an arcana check.
6: I'm not exactly sure. I have never seen Vent Haven covered by such cloud.
3: Arcana plus five. Okay, I'll roll it. Go ahead.
6: That's a whopping eight, big boy. Eight, baby. Eight.
3: So you don't necessarily recognize it, but you can sense a magical... There's something magical about it. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: It's magical. You
3: don't know what it is, but you do know it's not normal. This isn't just like weather. Amber, she says, well, yeah, I mean, I can tell it's not. Um, let me see. And she starts digging through her uh, little bag of marbles, and she pulls one out. It's kind of a bluish color. She holds it in her hand, and she uh, just kind of whispers to herself for a moment, and then she casts Detect Magic. And when she does, I mean, she can see it and sense it and get a better view of kind of what's ahead. When she does, she says, Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. There is some sort of, what seems like, a, some like enchantment magic? What, what are we going to do?
0: I say we sail far away from here.
4: Brackle sits up, no, we've and then he ugh, ugh we we've gotta go in there.
3: Eh? We
4: gotta go in there?
3: I think Brackle's right.
4: We we gotta get back to Venthaven. I
6: know that Prayvolian will have protected Horse City.
3: Perhaps they need aid. Hmm. Well here, here's the thing. We can't pull the boats up into the pier without being able to see the docks. Um, so what would probably need to happen is whoever is going, just take one of the small boats and, and, and go. We can stay out to sea for now, just for safety until things clear up. You all can message us. Something like that. Captain, should the shade go with us? Hmm. Uh, Skip is standing nearby, and he says, I mean, if you want to leave him here, uh, we can, Pip and I can keep an eye on him, especially if we're just dead in the water
6: will you keep a knife at his neck at the ready
3: two if that's what you'd like me to do i would like four pip and skip both pull out two knives each
0: i think we keep knives at other people's throats oh
3: whose throats your mom's (laughs) your mama's
0: i think we have enemies in places that you don't suspect
3: they both look at each other, and then look at you, and then they look at each other again, and they squint their eyes at each other.
4: <laughs> you mean in our shadows? Yes.
3: And then they grip their knives a little tighter. As
0: in? What's the lady's name? Uh, Marlayan. Is she the main lady? The,
3: the governess of, of Venthaven? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Marlene
0: As in Marlayan. Pip and Skip go, oh, and they... They
3: like kind of look at each other sheepishly and put their knives back in their holsters.
0: And maybe even more from Vent Haven.
3: Enemies in Vent Haven? You think that there's going to be. Well, something's going on over there. What What are we going to do?
6: Hmm. I am more than happy to go ashore. I'm going to.
5: Kellen is walking up at this moment in time.
6: Okay. Hello, Blaze. Hello, Sir Charles. In Bear.
5: Guys, I've, I, I feel like garbage. I didn't sleep good at all. What are y'all talking about?
3: He is a wuss place.
0: <laughs> We're deciding whether or not to go to shore.
6: Sir
3: Charles, you are more than welcome to join me on the shore. Of course I will. I don't? And my gnome will be coming with me.
5: Have I been adopted? Am I the one now?
3: You are my gnome companion. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I'm the beast companion <laughs> Yes now. indeed, of course. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> You're the familiar. I am the
3: familiar now. <laughs> You're the familiar now. Yes, how I the turns it. have tabled. How
0: the turntables have turned.
3: So Joseph, what's 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 the what's the plan?
0: The plan is I will leave the ship in the hands of Pip and Skip.
3: They both salute
0: you. You two watch over the shade. We will leave him here. Okay. The woman goes with us. Oh the woman's going with you. Yes. Uh, I have a question. Yeah.
5: So we can't see, like... The, can we see the shore?
3: Fog cloud. That's what you can see. Wow. So you're going to have to take, like, small boats up there.
5: This is definitely a trap.
3: Oh? I am not a fan of traps. Skip goes down to, uh, to retrieve Lois. Uh, in a few moments, he brings her back up. She looks okay. She's looking much more healthy. You know, she's gotten some water and food in her belly. Still not speaking. And she is wearing... More, less ratty, ragged out clothes you guys have gotten are just like some simple traveling clothes now. Like a a simple traveling dress with some pantaloons. Are you sure about taking this woman uh, with you, Captain?
0: Yeah, we found her at sea. We don't know who she is. I don't know anything about her. That's true. I know one thing. I'm not taking the shade with the pearl to Marleyan. Listen. The
6: Lork in me is screaming to not take the spellbound woman to the place that's at
4: risk. It's okay, Lork's not here. <laughs> Lork's dead. <laughs> Brackle stands <laughs> up and says, "But I love her."
1: <laughs> We're gonna I die. Like we have to do this.
0: I hope she's actually like cursed with a nuclear bomb spell that goes off when she enters the city.
1: Just blows up the whole
0: place. Does
3: she look? Do you say anything like to her? Like tell her what's going on?
0: Uh, did they ever say anything about her like they can't figure anything out right
3: no there's markings on her like they seem to be some sort of a, a large shape and she um, uh, Amber's been working on getting them all drawn out but they're not she couldn't get them all done in time because uh, you all were having to take shifts controlling the weather
5: what do they look like
3: it just f- arcane symbol like symbols like hieroglyphs like sort of things like that you know what I'm saying like that you don't recognize that none of you recognize
0: young lady you'll be going with us to the city Maybe we can figure something out about you there. Her eyes get kind of wide, but
3: then she gives you a little nod. Pale-skinned, dark hair. Can we
4: ever figure out whether she speaks English?
3: She seems to be able to respond to Common, but she does not, or react to it, but she doesn't respond. She can't speak it. She doesn't speak.
0: It. Amber was with the orange guy, right? That's true. I thought the orange guy wasn't real. You an orange guy. And the other guy that I was talking to was with Marlene, right?
3: Celia Sprite Tree
0: yeah something like that
3: no he's not with Marlan he's just a I mean Marlan hired all of them to come with you
0: but he was like he
3: chartered chartered some ships for you wasn't he like a he's a captain he's from Vanhaven he's an elf
0: alright the dwarves and Pippin Skip will watch over the shade aye and everyone else goes with me
3: everyone else
0: literally everyone
3: you there you guys don't have enough those little boats
0: Amber and her crew could stay on their ship.
3: But you're wanting to take Ilwin.
0: No, Ilwyn can stay on the boat.
3: Okay, Squibble, Squabble, Bill, and Babble are coming with you? No, they're staying on the boat. Okay, so all the player characters are going with you is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay.
5: <laughs> Should we even take boats? Yeah, yeah. This you, is a trap. Just a
3: little. I mean, what are you going to do? Swim up there? Just swim, That doesn't Taylor. sound like a good swim. idea.
6: I mean, we can swim. I am more than happy to captain a ship and Blaze starts lowering one of the lifeboats okay. the little
4: Char- boats
3: Charles goes over there to, to help him get in one with place
6: I can
5: 100% cast a spell to make it to where we can do like the Pirates of the Caribbean walk on the bottom of the shore or the bottom of the sea
3: Maybe you should save that, since you have a little boat.
6: Is it in a box? Good idea.
3: Yeah, it'd be it'd be a good idea for you to save. Thank
6: that. you for that confirmation. Yeah, I was gonna say, Paul saying that you definitely should save it, because we are
3: screwed. You should you should save it.
5: That's what it, yeah, that's what I was waiting for was some some form of divine intervention.
3: You all get in the boats and start making your way toward the shore. Let's do it. You all go inside and, I mean, when you first walk in, it's the, the entryway, the atrium with the big fountain. Um, but there are there's like a sign uh, pointing off to the left uh, on the main floor, not on the second floor, where you all know that the Elder Conclave meets. Uh, it points to the left underneath the large staircase. Uh, and there are two very large double doors that are held open, and you can hear the chatter of a crowd and turning around the fountain, and proceeding forward, you enter into a large and beautiful ballroom. There are candlelight chandeliers floating magically across the room. You see people of all sorts and shapes and sizes around uh, talking. There is a an orchestra, not like a full-blown orchestra, but like a small, I'd say more like a quartet of stringed instruments off to one side on a small raised platform that is actually floating uh probably about 10 feet off the ground um and you know actually see now that it's moving
0: and you see a blue skin tiefling dancing on that floating platform
3: (laughs) wow that's uh that's a callback right there wow uh no you don't see that they're just playing you know sort of soft and beautiful stringed music And there are also these little golems, uh, little stone magical golems wandering around um, holding plates um, of hors d'oeuvres and food passed around. So, you are at the grand dinner.
1: Would Margaret, would they have a certain table like they know where to go or is it just like...
3: Well, no, not yet. Uh, Right now, there are no tables. Right now, everyone's just kind of standing around talking and there's the golems passing around the hors d'oeuvres and the music, uh, the band floating around things like that
1: servants guy chris um you can just make yourself at home well not too much at home but um there's drinks over there and some hors d'oeuvres and things like that so just make your way around and have a good time i wonder what's for
0: dinner
3: (laughs) yes well Margaret, if you would, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to have a word with my my great grandfather. Would you care to join me?
1: Of course, Servants, you were looking for someone. Uh oh, Leandra Darkbolt. Yes. Um. Yes. And I kind of glance. Do I? Do I see her? Look around. Or? Look around. Yeah.
3: Um, there's a lot of folk in here. Roll me a perception check. Okay. We'll see how quickly you can. I don't have my. Sparta. I forgot it. Plus four.
1: A 19. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. You can spot her. You look around the room. There are a lot of well-to-dos, but she's a pretty prominent figure. Um, and so you're just looking, and then you see, uh, you look around, and off to the right side of the ballroom, uh, there is a small, like, table, not not like a sitting table, but like a standing table uh, where there is a woman with a, a glass of wine eating an order, d'oeuvre, and she is speaking with one uh, who you recognize to be one of the members of the Elder Conclave, and you recognize her as none other than Leandra Darkbolt.
1: There, there she is, over there. Um, I would just just be careful. Um, I mean, it sound, it seems like you know of her or know her, so.
3: What? I'm sorry, Margaret. I I don't mean to cut you off. What business do you have with Miss Darkbolt?
0: I have a connection from the past to her family that I wanted to discuss with her
3: oh with her family indeed I'm sorry i, I don't I don't mean to pry into your business when I mean, we we only just met but you mean with siren
0: no never heard of her
3: well obviously not that was that's was her ex-husband It wouldn't be uh, with her son Lorik, would it
1: indeed uh Margaret kind of grabs on to uh, Hallifel's arm yeah like kind of just doesn't like not pull him away or anything but just kind of like loops her arm in mm-hmm. kind of grabs his arm and looks up at him like what are you about what are you talking about right now
2: you
3: you kn- you knew loric Darkbolt. sure did were you did you travel with him perchance did you well, you see, Loric, you know, he was... He was
0: banished from here. Oh, really?
3: Why, well, yes, and... I don't know if you're aware, but he passed. Sometime.
0: Oh, yes, I am... I am aware of that. Ouch. Guy
3: looks pale. Anyway. He was a friend of mine, Loric. A good friend. Well, oh, let's... Let, honest, actually. He was a terrible friend. Mm-mm. But... I cared for him deeply.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Hello, Phil let's, let's uh, let us go. Oh, of course, Vance yes. I, I'm sorry. I, oh. I do
3: have. We we do need to go. I, I would. I would love to chat about Lorik. I'd love to hear some of. If perhaps you know more of his story, I, I think I would like to hear that.
0: Hmm. Maybe I could tell you later.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Of course, absolutely. I, c- come, sh- shall we go, Margaret? Lead, lead the way.
1: Yes, let's, and I'll kind of just glance over at Sir Vance and kind of give him, like, a nod, hmm. and then we'll walk off.
3: Okay. Guy sidles up to you. Wow, that was, uh, that was intense, and we're about to go speak to his mom. I don't know why, you know, I don't know why I never thought that some people around here would know Larrick, you know?
0: I just wasn't sure if it was a good idea to start telling the story to some random person that I don't know.
3: Oh, no, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of things you shouldn't tell him. But, you know, if he wants... I mean, we could tell him some funny stuff. Like, remember when he, remember when he cooked that lemur? Tried to get us to eat it? Yes. It was atrocious.
0: And when he... Wait. Did he take the water and... Or did I do that? Someone did that. What the peeing? Thing? Tried to make someone else pee. Yeah. That
3: was that was uh, Jim. Mm. You and Jim. It was his idea to get you to put holy water on Jim while he was asleep, and then when you went to sleep, Jim put your hand in warm water and made you pee yourself.
1: Ah,
0: that's what it
3: was. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, she's right over there.
1: Dun dun dun.
2: All right. Well, go for go for it. Go for it, bud.
1: Chris, what are you going to do? Just walk?
2: <laughs> Chris is probably looking for a corner, like, towards the towards the walls Corn. with less people. Um, oh, okay. If he can some get snacks. a spot where he, like, maybe some stairs or something where he can mm. see over the crowd. The last time he got invited to a ball was bad. Um, and then with the recent events back in Rune-Kathair. He's
3: got PTSD about. Dinners, balls, and galas. Uh, uh, yeah, there's some race platforms you could take some steps up to. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to do that. Chris, you go to find a good vantage point. You know, just and, and there's some snacks. You know, there's little um, crab-stuffed shrimp and things like that. Um, mm. Some lovely little Yum. snacks. And that sounds good. I'm hungry. Um, Vance, are you going to approach Mrs. Darkbolt?
0: I shall.
3: Okay, as you and, and Guy's going to just kind of walk behind you uh, as you're making your way toward her, Margaret, you and Halifel uh, separate and walk uh, across the room. He's leading you, he said, or you were leading him, hopefully, to go speak with the Archmage.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that was interesting.
3: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring the evening down, Margaret.
1: No, it's fine. It was, you know, uh, you were just getting to know Sir Vance and... You know, I don't know much about him myself, but.
3: The odds of him having been. Well, you know, I've told you about my friend.
1: Yeah. Um.
3: What a small world we're living in.
1: Yes, but. I mean. Well, me and Chris and. Well, you two are building a submarine. It's just, uh, things lately have been so crazy.
3: Yes, yes, the world is shrinking because of our troubles and the dangers. But to find that someone like him and someone like myself could be connected in our sorrows. Hmm. Having never met, it is just strange.
1: Yes, I I, I honestly don't know anything about, well, other than what you've told me, and... It is very sad.
3: Yes. Well, perhaps you'll have some fun stories to tell me.
1: Definitely, and I'd just pat him on the shoulder and walk with him.
3: Oh, and by the way, I don't know if I told you, Margaret, but you look stunning this evening.
1: (laughs) Oh. Well, thank you, Halifo. You look quite stunning yourself.
3: Well, don't you know it. He says, gives you a wink, and it laughs as a joke. Obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
3: Chris, as you walk up the steps and you're looking for a good vantage point a place to, to sort of settle up, you grab some snacks Yes, a, a, one of the little golems comes uh, rolling over towards you with a plate of crab stuff shrimp, um, you help yourself to a couple and as you do, uh, a, a tall elven figure comes up walking beside you oh, Mr. Socks, you have returned, I see And it is the Governess Marlena.
1: Oh! (laughs) It's the princess. Yes,
2: I am back.
3: And how did you fare? Did you fare well?
2: I got what I went for.
3: Well, I am glad to hear that. And, um, have you spoken with Ms. Cavendish? Is everything going to be good? Is everything going to be well with your device that you're creating?
2: Yes, um... Maybe a couple minor setbacks Because I had to leave But nothing that we can't catch Right back up on
3: And I assume that none of you have heard from our Mutual friends Joseph and his Uh,
2: No, haven't heard from them since we split
1: Because they hate us
3: I (laughs) hope I hope that everything is all right. They should be returning I would think Um, But I also haven't had a report In some days It is a little concerning I'm sure everything is just fine, right?
2: What really bothers me is that I haven't been here for the past couple of recordings, so I have no idea what's happened.
3: They could all be dead.
2: Yeah, yeah I, In I know. In fact, they are. are they all dead? Yeah, <laughs> they're, they seem like a strong group of people. <laughs> um, plus, they have the shade with them, so he seems pretty powerful.
3: Oh, <laughs> he is powerful. There is no questioning that, but I'm afraid his presence doesn't exactly give me comfort.
2: Oh? Um, too deep of a story for me to ask why?
3: Oh, I... Uh, he is just
2: an... He's a wild car.
3: He's a He walks the beat of his own drum. He doesn't answer to anyone. And someone with the sort of power that he wields, and the freedom that he has taken for himself, they are unpre- unpredictable, <laughs> to say the least. I'm sure that it'll all be fine. I mean, he gets his part in his part is important for, him. and she kind of leans in down towards you a little bit, what we must do.
2: Yeah, still haven't really got the full plan on what we must do. Are we going to receive those details at any time, or are we just in the dark mm-hmm. uh, while we <laughs> prepare things for you? In the dark.
3: Well, if I can be totally honest, Chris, and is this all right if I call you Chris?
2: Yeah, of course. Chris. Goodbye.
3: I would would never aim to offend. The truth is, I don't have all the details either. We, uh, the Conclave, has received instruction from Privalian. We were instructed to bring Mr. Blightwood there and to begin preparing this device. And there, there are many moving parts. All the cities, countries, and peoples from across the world of Monomi are gathering and working collaborating in a way that the world has not seen since the days before us. The War of Light. So I can't say. I don't know, really, what exactly is going to happen, but I know that we need to find the location of the one we're looking for. And once we have that and everything we need, hopefully we can put a stop to one of this.
2: Well... If the instructions are coming straight from the goddess, uh, who am I to question it, right? And he kind of gives like a, a funny grin,
3: okay? So, are you implying like maybe, maybe not? Maybe this is bogus, maybe it's not,
2: kind of like, yeah. Chris has trusted a god before and almost died. Um, so
3: he roll, <laughs> roll me an insight check, Christopher.
2: <laughs> that is a 17 total. Ooh, that's
3: pretty okay. good. Okay. Um, you believe her, <sighs> but it. you also feel. Like she is not telling you everything. Like she's definitely not sharing the whole truth,
2: right? Oh Which he doesn't expect oh no. her to, anyways.
3: Right, 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 right. So you could chalk it up to well, she's obviously just protecting knowledge. But you do feel like there's there's some level of you don't I don't know if you you feel like you're being li- you wouldn't feel like you're being lied to, but you feel like obviously there's there's some context being left out here,
2: right?
1: She doesn't know how important you are yet. Um
2: on on another topic, of course. So, with the spring equinox um, approaching oh, and yes. all that happened in Dimmerhold with the winter solstice, of course I was there for that right has security increased? Of course, I know the city is safe
3: oh yes, uh,
2: this- but that's also what they thought about dimmerhold.
3: Well, we have increased our security tenfold we've We've limited the passage by sea we have placed wards on the um, the arcane bead um, even when you entered into the city of course i mean you, you came through the arcane bead so you would have had your blood taken and, and filed away right all of that um so these are all precautions we have taken to keep people out who shouldn't be here nothing is foolproof but we're doing what we can penthaven is the it is the home of magic in all the world of monomy I think we, we, we should be safe here for now.
2: Well, let's hope so.
3: You all get in the boats and start making your way toward the shore. Let's do it. Half you in one boat, half in the other. Blessing. You all uh, land. The, the sea is pretty still. Uh, and you all easily make your way forward toward the docks. And you can hear some of the city sounds coming through. Not a lot, but some.
6: Making my way downtown. As you
3: approach. And and just to remind you, the only thing that you got um, about this mist, what was from Amber, she said that it seemed to have some sort of enchantment quality to it. Gonna
5: die.
0: Of course, I let them know that if anything changes, I will message them. Of course, of course, of course.
3: So you've got, uh, I'm just going to say that you can all, like, you stay very close by and you can land uh, to one of the piers all together and get out of the boat. And so we have Joseph, we have Blaze, we have Brackle, Helen, Charlie, and Lois. Right? Brenda. Where is Lois? Who's got, who's, like, is she just walking beside with one of you all? What's the, who's, who's in charge of Lois?
4: Blaze, I think she's chasing a scoop.
6: No, Blaze has been very suspicious of all the comings and goings, so he's going to stay close to her.
3: Okay, so give me a marching order, then.
6: I'll go first. He'll put, uh, Blaze will be in the middle with her.
3: Here's how we're going to do this, then. Okay, so we've got Joseph in the front, Blaze in the middle with Lois. Who's in the rear? I'm
4: in the back.
3: Okay, Kellen and Charlie in the rear?
4: Yep. And Breck will be in the middle between the rear and the other middle.
3: Let's y'all go ahead and roll me an initiative roll. Everybody, just give me an initiative roll. This is for turn order.
4: Eight. I got a sixteen. Eight, you say? Eight. Rackle. Oh, actually, I've I've got disadvantage. Yeah, eight. Twenty-two. I've got four.
3: And I'll roll for uh, Lois. She's got a, a thirteen. Charlie will operate with you on your initiative if we need him for something. Okay. Sounds good. And this is just in case you know we. It's not like it, We're not like in a skills challenge or anything. It's just in case we need turn order for something, okay? Right now, you all, can work, you all can work together, move together, and you can go in any order that you want to, unless otherwise I say so, okay? Right now, as you all step out onto the pier, you look around. It is hard to see.
4: I try to peer out onto the pier.
3: Your vision is obstructed. You cannot see more than 10 feet in front of you if you have dark vision. If you do not have dark vision... You can only see five feet in front of you because it is, you are now in dim light and it's restricting your field of view.
4: Brackle doesn't have dark vision, right? It's
3: a good thing Brackle's in the middle. Brackle doesn't, but he's in the middle. Everybody else, I think, does. Which is Joseph?
4: Do I have dark vision? Yeah, I don't
3: think that uh, dragonborns do, do they? I don't they? think so. So, Joseph, you're walking forward, mm-hmm. but you, you can use a light spell or something if you
0: want. That's what I was going to say. I'll cast a lot. Hey. I cast it on my fingertip.
4: Like ET. You're ETing your
3: way. And that helps a little. Yes. I want Joseph, with your light spell, as you're leading the way forward, going toward a, uh, you know, just following the path and then getting onto the road, uh, you know this place very well. Uh, Go ahead. This light is shining in a 20-foot radius out from you. So I'll say that with the light spell, it's still kind of dim because of all the fog, but you can see well out to 15 feet and then a little bit out to 20 Give me a perception check, Joseph.
0: Okay. Six.
3: Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Not good. Uh, you can all though see with Joseph's light. So everybody, give me a perception check.
6: Yeah.
3: Wow. Roll your boat ashore, Kellen. That was not good.
4: I got a fourteen. That was horrible.
3: Okay, 14's not bad. Yeah,
4: I mean, I would have got a Ew. eighteen, but disadvantage.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I only got a seven. Wow, y'all are not doing well at all. The best is a fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen being the best. Brackle, you're walking you're all walking along. Joseph, you're you're heading the way forward. You're on the road. Brackle, you get off the road. You're just kind of scoping the place out looking around. Everybody's kind of looking around. Uh and you're kind of looking to the left and the right behind all around. And then you turn and look forward right as you look forward just as Joseph steps and you notice that the fog right in front of him is a slightly different color. It's got a Bluish hue to it. It's almost imperceptible. Hey, that, that fog's blue. Stop. He says, as you step into it, Joseph. Because mm. uh, you are, you know, at least five feet in front of him and you didn't see it. So I need a uh, wisdom saving throw, Joseph.
0: Is it a magical effect or a spell? It is a magical effect. Did you hear me say that I changed robes recently?
3: Uh, I don't know. I knew we, you got a robe. Does it have eyes?
0: No, but it does have pockets.
3: The robe of the arch magi. Yes. You have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. So go ahead and give me a give me a, a, nice. a advantage saving throw. Wisdom.
0: Seventeen.
3: Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen is enough. You feel a strange sensation come over you, almost like a giddiness.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but then it it passes. And you think, well, that was strange.
0: What? I felt kind of giddy.
3: All the rest of you can see that blue mist is still there, though. And it's literally, it's like a pocket of it in front of you.
0: Mm. Don't walk into this mist.
4: It's blue. Bada bing, bada boom. Yes. If it's not green, it would die. Okay. Y'all go
3: around it. How big is it? You don't know. You got to look. I mean, it's not like a wall. You can see it's kind of going out, like a almost like a sphere, like a like a cloud within a cloud.
0: I will cast. Gust.
3: Okay. You cast gust. Is that a cantrip? Yes. Okay. You cast gust. Using that and/or your weather control ability, I'd say that you could clear a little path. Yes. Be able to walk through, kind of blow it through. Yeah. And it spreads in front of you, Joseph. Good. Good. Uh, you all pass through that. Yeah. Yep. You come along the path.
6: Yeah. I am afraid that Haven is under attack.
3: The light uh, is still shining out, and as you guys pass through now, uh, you look to your left and to your right. There is a small reddish cloud on your left. Oh. There's a small greenish cloud on your right, all right here where you all just were. So either way to the left or the right would also have led you into a, a, a pocket of something. Wow, sir. Continue forward along the road. You are trying to get out of the star pier. Perception checks. Let's do it. A ten. Sorry, Alan.
0: Seventeen. Oh, whopping eleven. Ugh.
3: Okay, so so no one no one got over a fifteen except for um, except for Joseph. Um, well, I didn't roll for Lois. She didn't. Joseph, you are uh, walking around, and and there's a sound. There's suddenly a little sound, and everything kind of sound. But now you you realize when you hear that, actually all the sound around you is kind of muffled because you hear a muffled buzzing sound like a whipping sound like a buzzing like the wor- the wings of a giant dragonfly it's kind of what it sounds like uh, at first you can't really tell what it is but then it gets close and you do hear it and uh, you recognize that sound uh, as the, the the sounds of the the flutter carts that the guards of Haven drive around the lighthouse which by the way you have not seen any light from that lighthouse
0: Hmm, where am I hearing that from?
3: Above you. Now, let me ask you a question. As you're continuing forward, are you continuing to use gust?
0: Um, yeah, pretty. If there's like a you know colored cloud that I noticed, I would use it.
3: But are you just clearing the fog in front of you, or are you just doing that if you see a colored fog?
0: I mean, if it's clearing it, then yeah, I would just keep using it.
3: Probably. It's not like making it disappear, but it's definitely helping.
0: Yeah, then I would just keep using it.
3: Okay. Uh, let's see, How many? let me see, let me see, let me see, Joseph, 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 Joseph. you hear that sound, and you do, you look up, and you see something, like, moving in the fog above you, and, and you think, well, it's it must be one of those guardsmen.
0: Do you all hear that flutter cart above us? There's something above us, anyway.
6: Uh, Blaze is, like, shouting out, flutter cart! Hark! Land!
3: A arrow goes buzzing down past your head, Blaze, it misses you.
6: Uh, a what you say? An arrow? Huh.
3: I did. I catch it. Do you have gloves that let you do that? No. Then you don't catch it. Oh.
4: What if I rolled a natural Should twenty I... on both disadvantage rolls?
3: Blaze, you hear, you hear, Charlie. Was that an arrow?
4: I answer in bear.
6: There is some coward shooting at me. Why would you shoot at me? Hmm. I am your friend and ally.
3: Uh, Kellen. Yeah, drama oh. class. Oof. It'd be 16. Okay. You take eight piercing damage as an arrow digs into the top of your left shoulder.
0: Ah! What is happening? Oh.
3: The flutter cart, it's flying back up. Joseph, do you do anything?
0: Um, it's flying away. We can't it's, really it's see it. It's
3: flying back up. But you, can, you can see it right now because of your gust and it flew down It stirred some of the thing. What are you doing?
6: Stop it. Bring it to the ground. They're clearly... Like not in their wits, or they think they're in a battle and we're walking through a battlefield and don't know what's going on.
0: I will cast Misty Step. Okay. And try to grab hold of him.
3: Okay, you can can see him right as he starts to hover back up, and Misty Step's like, what, 30 feet? Yeah. Yeah. You can get onto the top of his ship, um, his little flutter cart, like right behind him uh, with a Misty Step. So you do that? Yes. Alright. You are there. Uh, on the back of the cart, uh, and he is steering it.
0: What does he look like?
3: He looks like a Vent Haven guard.
0: Okay, then. He,
3: he doesn't immediately know that you're there.
0: And he's a Vent Haven guard, huh?
3: He is a Vent Haven guard dressed in Vent Haven guardery.
0: Then. I will cast. Lightning Bolt.
3: You're gonna lightning bolt him? <laughs> Why not like shocking grasp? You're behind him. He's wearing metal armor. Okay,
0: I'll shocking grasp him.
3: Okay, just reach <laughs> out and like grab him and zap him, you know.
1: Okay.
3: Um, it's a good idea. It's gonna be. It could still be three d eight. So make a melee spell attack against him.
1: Okay, I guess.
3: I, don't know, I guess I want fries and card guts. Right Twenty four. That's a hit. Sixteen. Sixteen lightning damage. You zap this dude. Twenty five is a lot. Uh, he fails his constitution saving throw, and you hear him. <sighs> And then he just kind of slumps, uh, and the flutter cart goes down. It doesn't, like, crash, but it, like, descends, mm-hmm. uh, and, like, lands right in front of where you're all at. Uh, and the guy's going, oh, uh, uh, where, where am I? Where, where are we? What is...
5: You just shot me!
3: And he looks up, he looks up, and he sees you, like, behind him. Uh, hi. He's, like, pulls his helmet off, and he's a, he's an, he's an elf, he's got, like, blonde hair pulled back, and just kinda looks like sweaty and and matted you can see his skin looks pale rubbing his eyes the the fog the fog is it's all around us where am I?
0: we're outside of Venthaven what's going on? what's with the fog?
3: I don't know It just all at once descended the last thing I remember it fell like a cloud over the over the city rolled down off the arcane bead onto us Where, where are the others? where is everyone? I we must go go where to 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 venthaven we must we must warn them
0: how many people does your cart hold
3: N- no more than 2
0: <laughs> great
3: i can go i i'll go ahead oh uh, go but the fog what if it what if it gets me what if it does something again what what is this
0: well i guess you could go with us
3: all right uh yes Strengthen company he he climbs out and he's like stumbling around he looks dazed so
0: I bring him over to them.
3: Yeah, you're all like right there.
0: So they all heard that. Yeah. I think it makes more sense to send a runner ahead. Perhaps someone will go with me. You said the cart holds two more or just two total?
3: Anything over two full sized adults it, it can't be trusted.
0: Mm. In that case, I
6: can go, Kellen can go, and one other. <laughs> My bear.
3: Yes, I will ride the cart. Yes. No, I don't think the cart will hold the bear, I'm afraid.
5: I ignore him and start walking towards the cart.
3: No, the cart won't hold the bear. I'm telling you, you'll never get it off the ground.
5: Still walking towards the cart. <laughs>
3: so, what's happening? Sit, what, what is happening? I sit happening? on the
6: seat. I sit on the, the cart itself. Like, okay. the driver's Kellen seat. Kellen is on the cart. Blaze is very much wanting to go ahead. Okay. We will have to leave Sir Charles behind. Hmm. Hmm. Sir
5: Charles, you must protect Joe. Captain Joe. Captain Joe Mama.
3: All right. I will stay with the captain.
5: And if that if that guard does anything, I want you to kill him.
0: The guard's going with you, bro.
5: No, I, I thought it was just me and... Oh, y'all are taken. Yeah.
3: All right. Is, is that is that what we're doing? Are Kellen and Blaze going in the cart?
5: Yes. I'm in favor of this. I'm in the driver's seat. It works. Yes, thank uh, you.
3: So... Kellen, you and Blaze, you are taking the cart?
5: Yeah. Yep, let's do it. Yes. Okay. We're doing it.
3: Give me, give me, who's driving?
5: Kellen. I am driving.
3: Okay, Kellen, give me a check. It's kind of funny. I guess give me a survival check. Okay. 15's good. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you're able to get it up off the ground and you all head your way forward. So you guys are breaking free from the rest of the party.
6: We need to go higher than the clouds. We need to check on Venthaven quickly.
3: Both of y'all give me perception checks. Eat. Active perception checks right now. Doing it. And the rest of y'all can go ahead and give me one too if you want to, if you are continuing forward.
6: That is a
5: dirty yeah, twenty. Have. That's that
3: is a two. Okay.
4: I got an eleven.
3: Plus your perception though, Kellen, which is an eight. Oh, so, yeah. So
5: ten.
3: Kellen, have you been adding that plus eight to any of these perception rolls? Nope. This is the first time you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> None of them have been good. You rolled like a three and a six, but a six would have been a fourteen. I mean, that's pretty. That's not bad. You are all walking forward again. Blaze, you are helping navigate as Kellen is driving, and you see multiple pockets of colored clouds inside the fog.
6: We need to avoid all the colored pockets of fog.
3: Yeah, with a 20, you can point them out to them, and you guys are capable of, of avoiding them. Joseph and crew, you all are continuing forward. Uh, you come to the part where the road turns north toward Venthaven from the southways. You, as you are walking forward, trying to spot more of these colored Fogs, You do see the fogs and different things, the, the clouds. You're able to avoid them, even though your perception 13 is enough to taking the knowledge you already have to, to see that. But as you are continuing forward, uh, you feel a tug, a sharp tug at your, your sleeve. And you turn and look, and Lois is standing there. Her eyes are wide, and she is pointing forward with the other hand. Uh, and not directly forward on the road, but to the right of the road. You see something moving in the fog.
6: Something's in the way Uh,
3: And that, dear listeners Is where we're going to have to end This week's episode Of Make Believe Heroes Something strange is going on Can Joseph and crew make it To their friends In the middle of the city Or will this fog kill them Uh, Or whatever's in this fog You'll have to find out next time on Make Believe Heroes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for loving us because we love you. And uh, tune in next week for sure uh, for the next part of this story. And remember, very soon you will be privy to a very special Candlebells episode because, ladies and gentlemen, it's Christmas time. We love you. Goodbye. Dungeon Master and uh, our recording setup <laughs> got thrown into a little bit of a loopity doop uh, tonight, and so
1: just like SpongeBob's shoes when he tries to hot hi- to Tom to hide him, loopity yeah, yeah, yeah just and like just just like Sponge, so, you know, just like SpongeBob,
3: make believe heroes, just like SpongeBob, just like SpongeBob's shoes, SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> hey. We are, as you might can tell, I mean, based on who you don't hear right now. There's a few of our friends who aren't with us tonight. They, They're not dead, though. They, oh no, <laughs> I am not here. They had other. Uh, it's like there's a few friends not on. with
1: us tonight.
3: If you go to patreoncom slash <laughs> and can you say it again? Uh, that again? patreoncom slash That that one wasn't right. I could tell. I don't even know what it said. <laughs> patreoncom slash
0: Servants is wearing. Yes. Some. Fancy clothes Okay Probably <laughs> Probably some fancy clothes <laughs>
3: Oh my gosh Please <laughs> for the love of God
1: Speed
0: as. <laughs> Yes <laughs> Lorik's mom <laughs> got it, go on. I'm gonna kill her too Oh
3: no <gasps> i kill your whole family <laughs> She's
2: next <laughs> What business do you have with
3: Miss Stockbolt
2: I killed her son. Oh no. (laughs) Do it.
3: I don't know if you're aware, but he passed sometime.
0: Oh yes, I am I am aware of that. (laughs) Ouch.
2: Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. Oh, that's rough.
3: Oh, Oh no, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of things you shouldn't tell him. But you know, if he wants I mean we could tell him some
2: funny stuff. Like I, like, time, I looked uh, into his
0: eyes as I slaughtered him.
2: <laughs> no, 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 not that.
0: Well, he was unconscious. So.
2: Chris is just standing behind you two with his mouth wide open. <laughs> like, <laughs> you did when,
0: what? <laughs> Chris is like,
3: what? <laughs> is initiative an ability check? Is your mom an
4: ability check?
3: You would not
0: believe your eyes.
3: You would not believe your eyes. Ten million fireflies. This
1: is all I got. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Um, I, don't know. I like to make myself like, my bleed. Oh, yeah, I know that part.
3: When it <earned>, hurts, <laughs> it <away>. Anyway. <laughs> I not. just I remember are there
1: are not readers not not about that it. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <I must laughs> nice, okay. the meme man. All right. Because everything is never as it seems.